Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly bonus slice of Loose Units goodness. Dad and I just sort of sit down and shoot the shit, answer listener questions, and sometimes accidentally stumble into some really good true crime kind of nuggets dad if i sound exhausted it's because this week something is happening that we aren't really allowed to talk about are we no (laughs) you're not allowed to no i'd like to and i and i asked i asked you off mic Mm. um not m-i-k-e but m-i-c which is technically off mic um it's very good content could I mention it? And you said no. But you said I could actually say something beyond extraordinary has happened this week. That is correct. That yes. I can't tell anyone about. But it is to do with loose units. And it's basically stratospheric. Is that the word? Yes, it is. I would say stratospheric. Yes. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now let's move on. Okay. Great. Love it. We've got a whole bunch of really interesting correspondence this week. I asked people for scary stories, and God bless them, they sent in not spooky scary stories, but traumatic scary stories. Uh, They are very good stories, guys, but what I would love is if you have anything spooky, uh, ideally, as opposed to uh, horrifying life events that were scary in a kind of existential way, uh, which is not, you know, not bad. I actually have a a message here from uh, Steph, and she had some questions for you, Dad. Hmm. I'm not sure if this has been done yet, but... Hi, guys. Macabre question for loose ends. Does the crematorium have a chimney? If so, how does it not spread ash all over the cemetery? I think it's a valid question. It's a valid question. It's a good question. And it's easily answered. Oh. Because I pondered that very point myself. Yeah. For many years, because I used to approach the northern suburbs crematorium and actually see... Smoke. Just quickly, have we done, issuing? Have we done this question before? Have we? No talked? idea. No. Okay. Um, but it's a good question, and um, <clears throat> and yes, smoke does emit from the ovens, obviously, <clears throat> but it goes through an, a magnificent process. Are you okay? You're clearing your throat a lot. Are you near a crematorium right now? You're breathing in some uh, some man ash. Uh, not that I know of. Okay, but I guess if you looked at at the composition of the world's air. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no denying that from a, I guess, a sort of a very sub-molecular level, we would all be breathing in and out lots and lots of things that basically we'd be quite disturbed and upset to actually know what they were. It's like those docos where they show the things inside 
or on the sheets. Have you ever seen those docos? What do you mean? Those Wait. things. Oh, the blue. The, where they put the. They go to a hotel room, whack a blue no, light no, on. No, 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 no. No, those little animals that look like prehistoric armadillos with pincers. They are. They called, are in your bed every night. They are called. Um. Bed bugs. No, 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 not no, no, no. Microscopic creatures. They are called. Tiny creatures. Tardigrades. Don't they look extraordinary? They're pretty great. They look like little kind of robots. But they're everywhere. What's your, what's your point, Dad? That there's stuff in the air. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I digress. Yes, you do. Uh, but look, if you are walking past a crematorium and the chimney is sort of going, right, and there's smoke, are you not then breathing in people? And are you not then, by extension, uh, kind of a cannibal at that point if it's going into but, your but, body? <clears throat> At a subatomic level, as I said before, I believe that we are all ingesting lots of things that we'd prefer not to know about. Yes, they do. Some, I mean, smoke is the, can I use a fire brigade definition for what smoke is? Uh, And I I love saying this. Yeah. Smoke is the product of unburnt combustion. That's straight from the textbook. How good is that? Well, it's not very catchy, but I guess it's true. So if a... Are they not sort of... Um, you know if you live under the flight path of a commercial airline, if you live near the airport, a la the yep. castle, right? Mm, yep. And you are getting noise pollution and the windows are shaking and whatnot. Mm. And that real estate is, I would say, cheaper because mm. of the kind of, you know, inherent... Unless you're a plane watcher. Oh, well, yeah. In which then case, it would be very desirable. Yeah, you're in heaven. But let's say you are living in the sort of... in Under the smoke cloud of a of a really busy crematorium. Is that not just one of the things you have to deal with in that area? And is it even something that would happen? Do they have systems in place to make sure that people aren't breathing in dead people? Oh, yes. They have magnificent systems in place. However, yeah. if you can see smoke, something is in that smoke. Right. Uh, it, it may just be the, uh, the Crem- wood from the coffin. Crematorium or no, is what you're saying. Yeah. But generally this generally speaking, I'm thinking of the two that I know of well in this in Sydney, mm-hmm. in Greater Sydney, or inner Sydney, or inner kind of near the inner but not quite the greater. Well said. Um <laughs> they they tend to be in fairly bushy confines. Yeah, okay. But they've got incredible filtration systems. But mm. nothing's 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 hundred percent flawless. Mm. You know when a plane takes off Paul like a commercial plane, you know that they are overweight. Did you know that in terms of their fuel? Uh, yeah, and the fuel gets kind of spent, and so the plane, by the time it lands, weighs but less. if they have to do an emergency landing yeah. over the ocean, they dump fuel. <gasps> Otherwise, it's too dangerous for them to land. They might, they might not have enough runway because they are so overweight. Did you know that? No, I don't really feel like we need to body shame the planes, Dad. I love planes. Yeah. I love flying. I love travel. And... Uh, just, just jab me. What? You know the the vaccine. Just j- oh yes, sorry. I want I want it. I want to be jabbed. I want the vaccine right now. Times two. God damn it! Give me both, and then then we, maybe we can travel and do some overseas shows. Okay, well that was a pretty useful conversation, I think. But Dad, you told me that you received a fascinating message from a listener, and you haven't told me anything about this. Now no. I. I it doesn't... It's it's surreal, and it just it's one of those great stories that, mm. I mean, you really do question. But this has been backed up 
many, many times. Right, because you... It's well, well written about. You often say that uh, the emergency services um, really do include the armed forces to a degree, right? Mm, yep, yep. So, and this is a story about the armed forces, correct? It is, and it happened during World War Two. So, um, I had I got this uh, message a few days ago. Mm-hmm. The guy that um, wrote it will know uh, that it's him. Is he okay with? You? Are, you, are you allowed oh, to tell God, us? Oh yeah, him? shit, mate. It's, it, this is it's it's this is on the public record. Okay, which is wonderful. Right. G'day, John. A few loose episodes ago, you were talking about how terrifying it might have been bailing out of a burning Lancaster during the Second World War. I thought you might find this interesting. This happened to my grandfather's squadron. Mm -hmm. Now I shall read. (laughs) Flying Officer Joe Herman, RAAF, the captain of a 466 Squadron Halifax, narrowly escaped death in a remarkable incident on the 4th of November 1944. During a night mission over Germany, his aircraft, LV-936, HD hyphen D <clears throat> was badly damaged by flak, which is basically gunfire. Mm-hmm. After ordering the crew to bail out, Herman was blown out of the plane without a parachute. After falling a long way, possibly more than 8,000 or 9,000 feet, now I can tell the listeners, based on my, my free fall experience, mm-hmm. that is around about takes 10 seconds to reach terminal velocity so you've still got another 8,000 feet and he would then be falling at around about I'm just trying to figure out we're talking we're talking about between 20 and 30 seconds free fall which is a long long time to be falling through the sky yes. Herman fell onto the Halifax's mid upper gunner flight officer John Vivash RWF, and grabbed one of his legs Both men descended on one parachute, suffered minor injuries when landing and survived the war as prisoners of war. So talk me through this. Fuck. I mean, away from the context of the, uh, you know, of the kind of news copy, the way it's written. What is your, I mean, just, just talk me through the actual physical thing that's happening, right? Could you, could you kind of spell it out for me? Well, in a nutshell. Yeah. One man's falling. Yep. The other man's under canopy. I assume he's under canopy, although I've been thinking about this and and actually this is even more dramatic with what I'm about to say. Hang on. If, when, when you say, sorry, when you say falling and under canopy... Just, oh, that means you're under... You're falling, you're, 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 you're descending, mm-hmm. but you're underneath the parachute. So there's one person falling... A functioning. Yeah. yeah, one person is falling and he's uh, in a parachute. He's, he's, he's well, pulled his chute and he's, he's descending safely. Well, here's the thing, Paul. Yeah. I don't believe... That the guy that was falling, not the guy that was blown out of the plane, but the other guy is already. God, look, it's so complicated, listeners, because there are so many technical things. Because I've done skydiving, mm. if you're under canopy, and those canopies from the World War Two, I've actually jumped using those when I first trained. We used to use ex-military canopies, and you'd land fairly hard. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a massive circular canopy. I'm just trying to figure out if the second guy who was blown out of the aircraft falling 8,000 feet, Fuck. if he hit the canopy, yeah, then that canopy would have collapsed, obviously. Yeah. And hitting a canopy at that speed would be like hitting something 
not soft, like pretty hard. Yeah. So what I'm thinking that could possibly be even more incredible, listeners, is that the that both guys were in free fall, and because if you're both in free fall, you're and you're falling together, you're you're, you're traveling at the same speed. It's not like one guy goes hurtling past the other. It's all relative. So you can then kind of... I mean, it's night time. The more I think about this story, the more I go... It's, it's, it seems unbelievable. Okay, so, let's, so there's a plane and uh, everything's going badly. A guy parachutes. It's going quite well. He doesn't know where he's going to land. He could become a prisoner of war, but he knows that he's going to probably land, right? It's dark. And then... Cut to the other guy's perspective. He gets blown out of the plane and is free falling for thousands of feet. And then he thinks, "All right, I'm going to die. It's dark. I'm, I'm look. There's there's a trail of whiz spraying behind him like a vapor trail. And then yep. he hits something midair. Turns out he lands on top of the deployed parachute. And the two guys sort of fall into each other's orbit like a bolus, and they sort of cascade down to earth and they survive. Now. Mm. At that point, I think it would probably wouldn't matter how much interrogation and torture I was, I was met with. No, uh, you'd be happy. You'd be happy to be, you know, have all sorts of things done to you. I'm just watching. Sorry, something bizarre is happening. I'm across the road from a railway station. A guy wearing a lanyard, big guy, middle aged, polo shirt, khakis, and Birkenstocks. And glasses, reading glasses, is going across to the the bike cage. There's a bike locked up there, and he's got a huge pair of pliers, and he's mm. trying to cut the chain off. Wow, that's interesting. Bolt cutters. He's either a thief, or it's his bike, and he feels that, or maybe he lost the key. Now he could have forgot the combination. Right, because it's pretty brazen what he's doing. I don't think I'd he... say, yeah. Does he, I mean, I, I I know this. I, I'm loath to say what I'm about to say. Yeah, but I'm going to say it. Uh-huh. Does he look like a bike thief? Um, Is it possible to answer that? No, but he also looks... Uh, it's an interesting energy. I mean, the, the pl- Birkenstocks they've thrown me. And reading glasses. Oh, Is shit. Sorry. No, no. Hang on. He's walking away now. He's got a goatee. Where's he going? To a barber. He looks like he doesn't give a shit, which implies to me... I mean... He could be a crim. Yeah, he could be, I guess. I don't like... He could be the Birkenstock... Burglar. He could be the Birkenstock... Bike? Something or other. Bike burglar. Billy the Birkenstock bike burglar. Where's he gone? (laughs) He tried to cut it, because it's one of those ones with like a bar across it. He's tried to cut Mm. this thing, and then he's gone across the road. Maybe he just doesn't like the guy, and he's trying to... I mean, that, that, that was a weird energy. I almost... That's I, weird. Okay, here's a question for an ex-cop. At what point do you consider um, interjecting well, when you see yeah. something which you think is possibly... Okay, you know, man dressed that way with a goatee, that is moderately offensive to start with. He's already broken certain civil laws mm. by the goatee glasses and Birkenstocks and the lanyard... At first, I thought he was just wearing a lanyard, Mm. which really disturbed me. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. But he's carrying bolt cutters. Well, he walked across the road and I don't know where he walked. He probably went back to his car. It's a little confusing. Whenever you see if you see something that looks sus to you, yeah. right? It's a, as it, what what is your what is your impulse? Is your impulse to go and say something, interject, you know, stop it? I mean, ask what's going on because I mean, surely if that sort of thing happened, if people spoke up more, the world You're right, might Paul. You're right. Christine witnessed something that I I would describe as very, very bizarre and very suspicious just a few days ago. Mm -hmm. She, in the afternoon, said to me that that morning she witnessed a man just up from us carrying not one but two large tubes of what appeared to be sort of like that glue, those those sealant tubes that go in the gun. Yeah, yeah. And he had two of them. Mm-hmm. He walked up to a guy, yeah. and Christine was of the opinion that they didn't know each other. Yeah. And he's just walked up to this guy. He surreptitiously handed him two canisters of glue and walked away. <laughs> now, my gut feeling... Yeah, is it drugs? Are they drugs? They're drugs. All right, now and this it's is- handy having the little nozzle on the end because you could insert them rectally. No, that's that's silly. What I just you'd said. need the gun. I mean, really, you'd need the gun. Really want to gum up the works. But don't you find that fascinating? And yeah. then when I when Christine mentioned that to me that day, which which I agree was very unusual. That same day, I said to Christine in the morning when I was coming out of the beach at Manly and the seas were rough and big mm-hmm. and moderately dangerous. What do you think I saw washed up on the beach at Queensy that morning? Uh, was it a, one of the kind of tubes from a glue gun? Correct. <laughs> is that weird? What do you think is going on? I mean... No, you... don't you just find that so incredible? Okay, well, the thing is, you couldn't really, you couldn't really buy one, use all the glue, 
and then t- convert it into some sort of container. This is no. a lot like the story where you and mum accidentally helped a heroin smuggler by giving them a scuba tank. Correct. You would need Correct. to actually go to the manufacturer of exactly. the glue. Exactly, which happens all the time. Really? So, the, the, the biggest drug deals, the major deals in the world, the, the, the super deals that involve billions of dollars worth of drugs. Mm. I mean, some of them, for example, in the, are in the metallic, the, in the steel arms of excavators mm-hmm. now that is happening at the factory and it's it's so fascinating so if there's a major major international drug syndicate um, wanting to you know put the the said drugs into a certain type of container it can only happen generally speaking at the point of manufacture or yes packaging. i thought i thought so okay yeah which means that the 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 company um Assuming that the company is not working twenty four hours a day, then at night time, assuming once you know everyone's gone home, the the company then reopens for special business, and in that way they can then insert yep. and conceal said drugs, send them on a wild goose chase around the world to make sure they're not under surveillance, called right. an anti surveillance run, mm-hmm. and then eventually they make their way to um, certain countries. And then the the objects are opened. Yep. And but the thing is, they use such incredible X-ray techniques at all the wars. At least in in Australia, they use they've got access to fantastic, mm. you know, detecting um, tools. Um, but imagine how much stuff just doesn't get through. Um, so that was an interesting story, and I thought it was, you know, and Christine's pretty switched on. She's yeah. she's very very intuitive. But and, you, um, I mean, mum, mum. Did she at any point, I guess I'm, I'm curious to know, and if she's in the room, feel free to ask her, uh, whether she at any point thought, hey, why don't I... Oh, I guess there's no cause to say anything, but while we're on the subject, last... Uh, one of the recent episodes, I basically... You and I were talking about the fact that yourself and mum talked to a clairvoyant when... Like many, many, many decades ago, mm, yeah. and the the guy basically had a bunch of, for lack of a better term, prophecies about your children. Correct. And uh, you said you should give mum a call and ask her if she remembers, neglecting to mention that she was in the room at the time and could have been consulted. Now mm. she's in the room right now, isn't she? Mm. But do you really want to hear the answer to this, Paul? Yes, I fucking do. Okay. What, what if I'm the chosen one? I need to know Hang on now. A sec. Okay. I'll ask. Ready? All right. All right. And be as detailed as possible, please. Well, like I said, you might not like the answer. So what was your question pertaining to you? Okay. I would like to know what the clairvoyant said about me because you remembered what he said about Anne and I'd like to know what he said about me. Okay. So listeners, this is this answer that I'm about to deliver is totally unrehearsed and Paul has asked for it. So stand by. <laughs> Christine, the clairvoyant. What did he say about Paul? He said that both of our boys would need our support and input to sometimes come, but in the end, they'll be very successful and have good lives. Did you hear that? No. The clairvoyant said, mm-hmm. in relation to you, mm-hmm. that you would, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but he basically said you would need a lot of um, nurturing, um, no, no, no. What was the actual... How did he actually phrase it? How did he actually phrase it? Paul would need a lot of what? You're going to need our support for quite some time. But in the end, you would become 
very successful. Oh, that's boring. It's yep. not. It's no. It's not bad. It's not like you will die on your thirty ninth birthday in a terrible no, no. accident. Well, they wouldn't tell you that. Well, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. Because then, if you told me I was going to die impaled on a trident, I would just avoid tridents, right? True. Um, yeah. That's really boring. I thought because you you seem to imply that it was some terrible thing that he said. And well, I, was, I thought it was rather sweet that you would have to basically stay with us for a long, long time, and we have to nurture you. You didn't have to, fuck, I, didn't have to, didn't have to. I remember the time you said you were going to Melbourne. Uh-huh. By the time you'd finished that sentence, I'd packed the ute with all your stuff. Yeah, I'd lashed your bed down, mm-hmm. and I said, "I will drive this to you, to Melbourne." <laughs> he could get rid of me. Well, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But I mean, it is important at some stage in everyone's life. I feel mm-hmm. to leave home, perhaps not as early as I left home, which was very early. Yeah. But don't let's don't pull the scab off that wound. I mean, <laughs> some people parachute out of their own volition, and some people are thrown from a fucking plane. True, true. And I think you were thrown. Yeah. Any more questions? Well, not many people know this, but you were actually kicked out of home. I mean, you. Were, I was kicked out of home. You were forced to leave, and that's you know that's kind of the opposite thing. That's the opposite of what happened to me, really. I was not only was I kicked out of home, but I was unceremoniously told that I was not allowed to finish high school. And uh, Hang on, wait, you didn't finish high school? No, I was kicked out. I was told to leave. In I wasn't 10, allowed right? to go beyond year 10. Yeah. It took me about, mm, let me think, 30 years to get over that. Jeez. But anyway, we won't go there. Go I, feel, I mean, I, the, only, the only solace I draw from hmm. that is that I look at other, you know, very, very, in, in fact, some prime ministers, etc. that yeah. a, a similar thing. You ended up... In a really good place, I would say. I think oh, very much so. The thing is, everything that happened to you after that bad stuff is a result of that bad stuff happening. I know that's sort of an overly simplified way of looking at it, but if you if you'd seen high school through, you probably wouldn't have become a cop. You wouldn't have met mum, and we wouldn't be here. Mm. So I think. Well, um, I, the one thing that I have always found um, complex and somewhat confusing. Yeah is how my parents were adamant that I leave school at the end of year 10, and yet they were both school teachers. To me, that is so bizarre. Uh, and it, and as I said, without sort of going too deep here, it took me... I was very, very, very bitter. And I, you know, I had to do that apprenticeship for four years, which I detested only every second of it, every minute of every day was four years of misery. But looking back, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was booked in at birth to go to ostensibly one of the best high schools um, in Australia. And, oh, uh, River, Riverview, yeah. Riverview. And um, the year that I was supposed to start, my parents got a posting to England for a year and I missed missed my uh, my spot. Ah, yes. And because a lot of my relatives had been there and some of them had been ducks of that school and other schools um, of a similar ilk and had all gone on to do great things, um, my mother was so incensed in 1971 when we got back from England that she wrote to the Pope. Did you know that? That's a very grandma thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, she writes to the Pope and says, and because, anyway, look, it's a long story, but... Hang on, did, he, re- did, he, did he reply? I I would imagine definitely not. Um, you never know that. And I, and I didn't get to go to Riverview. So that's one of those great things in life, you know, like sliding doors, yeah. where 
what would have happened to me if I had have gone to Riverview. Having said that, Mm. dear listeners, I worked with certain police officers in the New South Wales Police Force who had gone to Riverview and schools of that ilk. Uh, supposedly the great the great private schools in Sydney. Right. And I often, at least if I had to average it out, I'd say I think about my past, even though Christine has got one of the greatest sayings that she uses, and she uses it very wisely, and she says to me, don't look over your shoulder, which is a wonderful saying in theory. Mm-hmm. But all humans think about mistakes they've made the past, what would have been, what could have been, what should have been. And it's fascinating, but it's all hypothetical because we are who we are sitting here today because of the entire life's experiences that brought us to this point. It's not sliding doors. There is not a blonde version of John Verhoeven in London living happily with John Hanna. That doesn't exist. It's not a thing. No, but but Paul, you, you and the listeners do recall, and I'll only touch on it for a second, is that when I was in the police force in the city, I followed myself, not a reflection, mm-hmm. during my lunch hour. So that kind of was very, very unnerving. And Christine and I were watching some show two weeks ago now. I don't know if I mentioned it to you. And we saw on the show, mm-hmm. me in the film. What do you mean? I was there. It was a person who looked exactly like me. What was the show? Um, the Cloud. The Cloud? In the clouds, what's it called? You know, the supermarket show. Oh, the that that supermarket sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, I tried watching that. I bounced off it really hard. But uh, and, one, and one of the extras, I just, I, I was literally, my, I took a deep, deep breath. Do me a favor, please yep. go back uh, and please grab a screenshot of this person. We I will both- endeavor to, but it's so look, it's oh God, it's complicated. Look, if you find it, or if any listeners are watching the show and find John in the background or someone, but who isn't that weird? Like yeah. So uh, look, it's you know, look, you know, it's it's human nature to to think about what might have been. Yes. Um, and but that is why, because of me being kicked out of home and school, no matter what my, no matter what sort of a person I was, mm. that is why. Christine and I made, we drew a, a, a line in the sand and we were determined to give you three kids the best possible education and opportunities we possibly could. Yeah. And that is basically, so you could say that because of what happened to me, sort of had a, had a, a large bearing on what happened to the three of you kids. 100%. Because for me, and, and people are always talking about it, education is the key. And it is the key. So, um, yeah. Anyway, well, there was so much going on in that episode that, man, there was just so much going on. I had a great time, though. Uh, We will be back first thing next week with more Loose Units. This week has been absolutely incredible, super exhausting, really exciting. We will have more news on the things that are happening in the background that we can't legally talk about right now. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and we will see you very soon for more Loose Units. Bye. Cheerio. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.